0: Welcome everyone to the How To Be Free podcast. My co-host Mishka and I are very excited to have you as our guests. Uh, In this uh, pilot episode, we are going to be interviewing each other. Uh, When this becomes a regular event, we will obviously have guests on every week and we'll ask them questions and uh, all with the intention of helping you be more free. And so I guess if we had a tagline, it would be this for this show. We're going to be asking every week, how can I be 5% more free in some area of my life by this time next week? And so that could be physical freedom, it could be emotional freedom, uh, it could be mental freedom, it could even be spiritual freedom. We're going to be uh, having guests from all over the spectrum. But uh, in a world in which we sometimes feel like we're becoming less and less free, uh, Mishka and I are interested in how, how we can become more free every darn week. welcome delighted to have you um, if you have any questions comments or concerns please feel free to contact us uh, best place to reach us is where's the best place to reach us
1: people could reach us through my website at uh, www.gatheryourwits.com fill out the contact form and uh, let us know whatever you want to let us know
0: yeah and uh, you can uh, reach me i've got to really think about that <laughs>
1: I'll just pass it on. We'll yeah, just make yeah, that our yeah, official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contact Mishka
0: for now. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I love that. I just want to say off the top, Stephen Francis, just so people know who you are, Stephen Francis, um, that uh, you have just officially launched me as Mishka, which I, I find quite endearing because you and my husband.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I wasn't, yeah, I was, I was going to say, I didn't even, I, I kept meaning to ask you which yeah. iteration of name you wanted to use because, you know, you kind of, glided through a few in the, in, the, in the past is Mishka good for your public uh, persona
1: I think this is great as a segue into introducing ourselves because so I want to say that you and your wife Sonia are two of my husband and I's best friends yes. and so other than my husband you two are the only piece, people who call me Mishka
0: okay so now now we're going to throw it out to the whole planet so yes that's that's uh, <laughs> that's that we do know each other Right. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and should we just say a few quick words about how we, um, before, you know, before that, I just want to ask everyone, you know, uh, who's listening, have you ever wished you were more free in some area of your life? And uh, and if so, what area is it, you know, perhaps within your personal relationships? Is it financially? I think a lot of us, I'm, someone said to me, everyone could use, you know, an extra five hundred thousand dollars, which I think is probably true. <laughs> um, you know, is it perhaps uh, even spiritual freedom, like you're feeling very like you, you can't breathe around your, your spiritual practice or lack thereof. So let's talk up a little bit about how we how we know each other, shall we? Because I think it's quite germane, actually.
1: It is. So I will start with you and I, you and and Sonia and I met at a wedding. So we did. And that's right. That's how we met, which I think is so Delightful because how often is it that you meet someone at a wedding and they become an integral part of your life?
0: Yeah, never. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm tempted yeah, to never. say some off color things about bridesmaids, but certainly <laughs> an, an integral part of your that's that's a, that is a pretty high barrier to get over. And when you think who mm-hmm. else was there, who mm-hmm. you know they were just sort of guest stars in our lives, really, right? But uh, yeah, the four of us with the addition of Al, I mean, it's really become such an important friendship, right? So, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Central one. Yeah.
1: So that's how we started. Yeah. And um, gee, that was a long time ago. I, I don't even know how long, but more than 15
0: years. Definitely. Because I mean, I know when we ran into you at uh, Gorilla Business School in LA, I think that was 06, right? So that's 15 years right there. And we I mean, we were like, oh my God, it's Mish.
1: Yeah. And I had just met my husband. So, and I've known you longer. So, right. You didn't even
0: know your husband yet. So, that's right. That's
1: right. (laughs) So, I wanted to tell people some things about you before I let you answer (laughs) some questions. Right. So, I want to tell some people some things about you because. At this stage in our podcast, people don't know anything about us, right? And, you know, why should they even bother to listen? Yes, we will have some guests. And, of course, people have to have a self-interest. And their self-interest is, wow, how could I be 5% more free in any of these areas of my life? But I want to know who you're listening to. Mm. Because you, Stephen, are... And and I know, you know, with your British background and everything, you're, you're going to be very modest about this. But let's just let's just call it like it is. You're one of the most brilliant people I know.
0: Oh, well, thank you, you have
1: a an a, an eidetic memory, eidetic. If that's the right word, right? Yeah. A nearly photographic memory. You, your wife, I know, uses you as her own personal Google.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> and
1: that you are the most balanced right and left brain thinker. I know you have this capacity to understand the most technical. I mean, uh, things I can just can barely wrap my head around and remember the technicalities. so you can be very scientific, very analytical. But you also have a background as an avant-garde actor. Um, You're you have What's the word I'm looking for? Like physical abilities in terms, I know you were into boxing for a while. I mean, you have this incredible breadth of not just knowledge, but ability to kind of swim in different waters. And that's something that is, it's not just impressive, but I think it's really needed. We need a lot more balancing of right and left brain thinkers in the world. And you're somebody who is capable of both.
0: Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I I I have to follow that, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that wasn't meant as a no, setup, no. Right? <laughs> it's just I
0: feel really seen and really honoured. You know, I I, uh, which is a good way to start talking about you as someone who I think is willing to to see what's so, but and 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 not through a rose colored lens, but through a very a very loving, very caring, deeply caring of. Uh, through a very deeply caring frame, I think, you know, um, I, you know, I've watched you live with chronic fatigue, uh, for what is it now? Is it 12 years now? I want to say,
1: I I think it might be 13 now it's 12 or 13. Yeah.
0: And with such grace and humor and, and you still have extraordinary integrity. I mean, you know, you, you, and that that's definitely a word that comes up with you is, is just a person of iron integrity, you know, um, and, I really had to learn what integrity was. I, I'm sorry to say it's pretty thin on the ground in the parts of the UK then, that I come from, and so it's sort of a learned behaviour for me. And um, the, the, the seminars and things that we did, the personal development work, because the, the wedding was in the context of personal development, right? The the mm-hmm, the, the, right. the bride was in fact a leader in personal development uh, in seminar in seminar work. Um, you know, you you um, are just. Um, To use our jargon, you're a stand for people. You're a stand for humanity. You unfailingly look for and generally find the best in people. I think that's how you're able to speak to the best in me. Is because you're looking for that in people all the time, and and finding it and and drawing it out too. Uh, People seem to uh, behave better when you're around, you know. Um, And um, I'm just very honoured that you want to, you know, take this journey with me, Um, because I can't think of anybody I'd rather have. So. And also, just from a purely practical point of view, I mean, you have, you know, eons of time, I I won't say how many years, because I don't (laughs) want (laughs) to, But as a TV producer, right, you you did Mm. lifestyle uh, producing and and then mid career switched and became an actor, uh, which is, you know, takes giant balls. Um, and um, I just, yeah, but I think I think if I really had to boil it down for, say, for somebody, I would say, you know, Mishka is a, is a stand for you. She takes a stand for humanity. Um, I, I was so moved when we were talking about what motivated us to do this. And for me, this podcast is about human potential, right? Um, you know, it's, it's to reach our individual unique potential. We have to be free of artificial constraints. You can't, you know, there are people in highly regulated parts of the world that, that, can't really meet their human potential because there's laws against it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there there are certainly lots of women in various parts of the world who cannot get anywhere near their unique human potential because of laws and customs and so forth. And, and I think that human potential is how we dig ourselves out of any hole we've dug ourselves into. Um, Mm -hmm. But for you, it was when we talked about it, it was, it's all about human dignity. And I just find that so very moving. You know, Um, you are, so moved by and want to encourage and support the development of, you know, essential human dignity that people can can stand in their power and be treated, you know, as fully human, no matter, you know, what their colour, race, creed, age, thoughts, you know, are, so.
1: Thank you for all of that. And uh, like you, I feel very much gotten. Uh. (laughs) I feel very much... um, I don't know how else to be other than to stand for our dignity, stand for human dignity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 And I think it's that, it's the subtle difference between those two, because I've been thinking about, you know, potential versus dignity and they both radiate out from a person. Right. But, and you both need other people in the world to be in some, at some level of agreement with the idea. Right. I mean, it's hard to meet your human potential alone in a field. Right. And, and it's hard to have your human dignity intact without it being. It's not impossible, I think. Um, I think of people, you know, like Viktor Frankl in Auschwitz, who, mm. um, you know, really perhaps got to the bedrock of human dignity and managed to retain his in the face of the most one of the most vicious waves of madness ever unleashed by and on the human race. Right, but um, I think I think both require a certain level of agreement from other people. But human dignity, I like because it's just sort of it—it it, it is inherent. I suppose I, I mean human potential is too, right? So yeah.
1: That's true. Yeah. That's true. And I, I think I think I don't know. There's something about certain words that have become out of fashion. Uh, principles, um, yeah. Dignity being one of those yeah. words. Character. Yeah. Yes. Um, things that we used to speak of. I think with regularity. You know, I think people talked about a person's character, yes. you know, yes. um, I think, and and dignity for me, it, it, it's old fashioned in the best sense. Mm. I, I think we all know, we all know what it means, at least for us. And it, there's, there's at least some commonality of recognition of inherent respect for human life.
0: Perhaps a point where they meet is this idea of like, agency like it's the ability to change things you know rosa parks is someone when i think of human dignity i think of rosa parks you know she wasn't the first Uh, i heard recently that there was some working class african-american lady who decided to not sit in the back of the bus and but she wasn't a good poster child and then rosa parks you know followed suit and this nice middle class lady and everyone was like wait a minute you know this this person is my neighbor except Mm -hmm. she's brown and what the hell's going Mm -hmm. on here you know i think of the 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 bridge at Selma and so forth Uh, um I think of when I lived in South Africa as a child you know I think of some of the people I met down there who who had an upright bearing and who just somehow displayed their their humanity you know and their and their right to live yes you know so I I think it's about you have to feel like you can affect some change just by Mm -hmm. being
1: That's so true. And that's a great segue into, so talking about being, um, I want to ask you about the idea for this podcast and how that came up, because it's kind of like the idea of being 5% more free has an aspect of both being and doing, right? So freedom is a being experience, right? It's not something you do, you know, you, yeah, are you are free.
0: free. You don't do free. You right. don't do And yet, free. what yeah. we're proposing
1: yeah. here yeah. is how we can find actionable steps to do that allow us to experience the being of it.
0: Wow, that's a great observation. Yeah, yeah. And just to, f- just to fill in a, a little bit around that, you know, uh, when, when we talk about being versus doing, you know, the, the verb to be, of which, you know, are, so I am free, and there would be. The, that form of the uh, my grammar is escaping <laughs> for a moment, but uh, I forget what what form of the verb that is. But but uh, you know, am and are those are both ways of saying that you know I, I am free. I'm a free man or a free woman, uh, as opposed to sort of doing like I'm driving to work, right? Right. So so being versus doing.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. See Martin Heidegger for more details. <laughs> 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 Google is your oyster. Yes, yes. yes. Or, or in
1: my case, DuckDuckGo.
0: Right. Is your oyster. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say DuckDuckGo. There's a way to be 5% more free. And uh, uh, even though my beloved cousin Maddie is, is, was, is a former Googler, um, I'm definitely a DuckDuckGo person and a proton male person because I think one way to be 5% more free in the long run is probably to not have all of my data being algorithmed in a basement somewhere outside of philadelphia or wherever <laughs> so probably the, probably the pacific <laughs> see, northwest actually but you th- know what i mean
1: thank you for just demonstrating the detail of information you hold in your brain right <laughs> <laughs> just
0: that you would know
1: now i'm also on duck, duck Go for the same reason but i couldn't give you that kind of detail i mm. just know that they don't track me in the same way so
0: we were talking about this the other day where um you know the, just the basic architecture of the chip could be could be built to be, you know, surveillance friendly. So so uh, all, you know, whenever you read a hacker interview, they're always like, "Oh, just assume that all of your devices are compromised because they are, right?" And so and and also, we're not here to be sort of conspiracy theorists, which is actually is a good segue back to your question. Okay, so let's answer that question. So I was literally dreamt this up while sitting on the potty in the bathroom <laughs> uh, a few weeks back. I So one of the reasons that, that we thought, you and I thought this would be a good idea to co-host, uh, and, and I guess it was actually Sonia's idea, it was the initial spark of it, but I really love the idea because, you know, my politics are more like um, I'm libertarian leaning, which means I'm socially extremely liberal. Um, like almost anything goes, as long as it's two consenting adults or, or, you know, people who can actually make a meaningful contract with each other that would hold up in court, go do whatever you want to do with however many people you want to do it with as long as they've all said yes. And then, and then fiscally on the government side, I tend to really be a bit distrustful of the power of the state. Um, and I sort of therefore want to not give it very much money. And I want it to be very, 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 very small, like practically on the edge of anarchy, um, you know, uh, just cops and, and, a, and a volunteer army or something like that, you know? So, and then, your politics so i would call myself like a right libertarian i'm not like a right Mm -hmm. winger um Mm -hmm. i I sometimes explain my beliefs by saying uh i want to see you know mass gay weddings uh that end in a cocaine-fueled orgy while people fire (laughs) their kalashnikovs into the sky (laughs) 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 so i'm like i'm fine with that just please be done by 10 o'clock because i need to sleep you know (laughs) (laughs) um and i'm very much like uh, i'll i'll let you be you let me be that's kind of my worldview you know and um Mm. i started out very very much a socialist i was kind of raised that way very much on the left but uh, i've sort of swung that way Mm. over just because i i don't like what i've seen of politics or or governments or states in general Uh, and i think that's probably colored by my experience in apartheid era south africa as well somewhat
1: no doubt Uh, and and post
0: 9 11 the us as well um Mm -hmm. so anyway Mm. um so that's part of the reason I think it's a good synergy is because you you are much more you're you're more worried about fraud and poisoning being committed by the government sponsored entities called corporations right mm-hmm. which is a corporation is a government license to do business which I don't agree with but but you're more worried about them I would say
1: in terms of my politics I would have said certainly that I was definitely left. Um, uh by American standards, definitely, mm. yeah. um, which tend to be quite right. Mm. Um, but I, I would say that what you said about people doing what they want to do between consenting adults, right, I am completely with that, right? Mm. So that that resonates for me. I also do believe in some, kind of community uh concern for each other and a willingness to um take care of those less able to take care of themselves Mm. but i don't I don't know that I have. No, I'm going to say I don't have an answer for how to do that. So I wouldn't even put that on the political scale. Mm. I believe that 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 somehow we need to do that. Yeah, okay? yeah, agreed. What yeah. I see that works is some kind of socialized medicine, mm. some kind of of. Um, supported education system Mm -hmm. so education and health that are available for all Mm. that for me is those are fundamental rights
0: Mm. Mm.
1: how how we go about providing that i i that is um of less importance to me so in other words i'm not dogmatic about my politics Mm. i actually don't think the left right scale is Not adequate
0: terribly useful anymore it seems to I be. don't think
1: it's useful yeah. anymore and yeah. I think that what's what's useful because it's become yet another way to have dualistic thinking right to mm. be mm. this or that mm. right Or wrong, yes Mm. or no, Mm. whereas I think we need to be far more open to discussing ideas, you know, and that's one of the things that appealed to me is because I've listened to you talk about why you believe what you believe, because in the past, I would have gone, libertarian, oh my God, what a right wing nut, Mm. you Mm. know, because first of all, by my limited understanding of what that meant, and Mm. second of all, by my limited understanding of what you meant.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I don't want to, I don't see my beliefs as being one thing either, Mm. you know? And so Mm. I'm far more interested in finding out what our commonality is rather than. Fighting over the details and the, or the positionality.
0: yeah, and by the way, I think libertarian for me is I'm not even that comfortable with that word because I look at some of my fellow travelers who who have that label mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, there's even people now talking about you should be able to have sex with a twelve year old and stuff. I'm like, no, they're not a grown-up. So under my right. definition, that's not. You can't you you couldn't sell them a house, so you shouldn't be poking things into them either. Yes, Thank you very much. they don't
1: have a fully developed brain. No, no, I mean, neither do I, to be fair, but, you know. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Stephen, we don't need your brain to be any more fully developed, really. That would just be scary. (laughs)
0: Thank you, thank you. So, I mean, I should also just say here, this is definitely not a show about politics, right? I mean, if if anything, this is probably the only time we will discuss it, except tangentially here and there, because obviously it's a part of life. But, um, so, I guess I'll finally answer that question, which was, I, I was sitting on the potty in the bathroom and I had a copy of Reason magazine, which their tagline is "is free markets and free minds." Now I can understand free markets; uh, that's problematic for some people, and I, I get that. I do. I understand why. Right? Uh, it's just you know, like a free for all. I I, I think it works, but okay, I, I totally respect if you don't. But free minds—that I mean—that should be a pretty easy sell, in my opinion. I thought everyone wants to be free of restrictions in in, in, especially their thinking which is free and and completely abstract i mean it doesn't require any equipment or capital or anything you would want to just have it go where it goes so but they had a little appeal in there and i'm not knocking reason magazine it's some fantastic journalism in there i think it performs an important function i'm very glad to be a subscriber so and i recommend you subscribe if you're listening okay so um but they had this sort of begging letter that they'd sent me saying, uh, we only cover a very small percentage of the mag- cost, cost to produce this magazine from the subscription price, which is very low. I mean, it's really, it's like 12 bucks a year or some goofy like that, but um, 16, something like that. Uh, and, but also the ads, like they sell, you know, commercials, advertisements in, in the magazine, like every other magazine does. And they can't make a go of it off the subscription price and the commercials. And I was like, That really pulled me up because I was like, well, again, free market's a little bit controversial. Free minds should be an easy sell. I started thinking about this. I was like, how is it that a not-for-profit can barely make a go of selling freedom, so to speak, which, you know, I mean, is free, first of all, and... well, not free, but it, it, it could be quite expensive actually. But, but why do they have why do they struggle to persuade people to be when they're not even really charging the market rate, right? And so, I so part of my training, I work as a consultant, as you know, and I've been a coach, uh, executive coach. So, part of my training and experience is to sort of turn a problem upside down. So, I asked myself, well, what would a for profit freedom business look like? You know, if it's impossible to have a not for profit, um. What would a for-profit for one look like? And right away, the light went on. I thought, well, it has to be a podcast, clearly, right? Because it has to be like an educ not an educational offering. I'm not here to teach anybody anything. But, you know, it's very low startup costs. You can reach a, a wide audience fairly quickly. And, and you can, you know, it's a niche thing. I mean, people who are really interested about Freedom can find us. And the, the folks who aren't, who've got enough of it already or, or don't value it very highly, they're free to, to not listen, right? So uh, that was the genesis of it. And you and I were the first person... First people I spoke to about it and and Sonia was like, hey, what if mish got involved? And I was like, yeah, you know.
1: Well, I will tell you what had me jump on the idea is that, um, and as you know, I've had these health issues for a long time and. About seven years ago, and my husband was just great about, you know, seeing all these different practitioners and not getting answers. Mm. And my husband was Googling all the time and Mm. trying to find me information try this, try this, try this. And at some point, I had a mini meltdown and I said, I just want someone to tell me what to do. And he said, You know what, honey, you're going to have to find the answers for yourself. Yeah. And from that moment i became th- i became responsible for my own agency mm-hmm. right i became mm-hmm. the person looking for responsible for actively pursuing answers right not yeah. waiting for someone to give them to me right which is just how it is right whether you like that or not that is how it is and so i began educating myself i am not someone for whom uh, left brain thinking comes easily, you know, it's like, I would listen to these science, you know, health science, uh, podcasts and videos, and I would kind of half glaze over but I would, I kept listening, and I kept taking the bits of information, the actionable bits, and applying them. So even if I didn't remember the why, I could remember the how, you know, the what to do. And the more I listened, the more I could absorb more information and take away the actionable steps. And that made a huge difference for me. So, first Mm. of all, taking the responsibility. Second of all, just allowing myself to understand what I understood, right? Not to be concerned with, oh, well, I don't exactly like this or I don't understand everything, you know? And... This was such a tremendous source for me that I would tell all my friends, you know, you have to check out this resource, you have to check out that resource, you know, this is where I'm getting cutting edge information. This is where I learned about this. And then about two years ago, I noticed that the algorithms (laughs) online had changed, and that some of my preferred websites were not coming up. Mm. When I was searching information and these are websites that had always come up because those are the ones that I always went to and they weren't coming up. And I was reading that some of them, because of changes in algorithms, some of them had lost up to 90% of their hits. Hmm. And I was reading more about this censorship of health information and particularly health information that wasn't necessarily in the mainstream. And I found this disturbing, but, you know, that's not my purview. It's not my area of expertise. I wasn't really going to do anything about it. But as the pandemic started, it became heightened and It became so alarming what I was seeing that I was having friends who were chiropractors, naturopaths, having had their posts of protocols that they'd been using for years, have been proven to work with their their patients, clients, were being taken down. Mm -hmm. So even pre-pandemic stuff, just taken down. Anything that had to do with certain... Things, particularly immunity, were taken down, and I, I, I couldn't quite believe that this was happening. But again, I didn't really take any action other than just kind of to let a few people know that this was happening. Mm. So it came to the point uh, early in 2021 where I saw the bigger picture, where I saw how much this was happening where I saw how much this was impacting people. And without getting into that whole subject, I will say that I could not sit anymore. I
0: mm-hmm. had to
1: stand up. Mm-hmm. And so I created my website, Gather Your Wits, my blog. And so the whole point of that was that people had the freedom mm-hmm. to
0: mm-hmm.
1: to read, to disseminate for themselves to make informed choices. Mm. And when you talked to me about how to be more free, it was like, wow, what a, a great idea to give people without any political context, without mm. you know anything else, just how to be more free. So not coming from a place of, oh my God, we've got this major problem, but really just coming from a place of How do we have more freedom?
0: You know, I always remember Ray Kurzweil, who's uh, this sort of super inventor. And, you know, he's famous for the Singularity book. um, um, The Singularity is coming up, I think it's called. So he's a technologist, an inventor. And uh, he was talking about what, what will happen when, and it probably will at one point happen, what will happen when artificial intelligence is, is smarter than the smartest human and can start designing its own successes, right? Mm-hmm. You get this runaway effect. Uh, anyway, so um, he has a book out about less well-known uh, is his interest in longevity. Um, he's very, very interested in, in human longevity, which I think is also has to do with human potential, right? He's like, mm-hmm. w- you know, minds reach maturity and almost immediately start their decline what are we losing as a species and then also as individuals right so but what he said very memorable thing he said you know if you could add you know to your lifespan let's say in in a given year you can you can add a year and a day to your to your lifespan right at some point medical science will start adding to your lifespan faster than than it's shrinking i'm I'm explaining this so terribly badly at a certain point medical science will start to add a year and a day to your lifespan right you just have to be alive to that point what if you reach that point where in a given year you've lived a year but your lifespan increased by a year and a day right It, it theoretically you could live practically forever i mean obviously one day you could get hit by a meteorite or something but you could live a very very long time certainly you know hundreds if not thousands of years Potentially. And, and so I kind of feel a little bit, a little bit that way about this podcast is it's like, okay, so, and I feel like this is really, really well covered elsewhere, but you know, I, I think our freedoms are being uh, infringed and we can argue about the necessity of that. I'm sure some people listen and think, well, of course we had to do this or of course we had to do that. It's an outrage or whatever, but you know, there is our freedoms are being constrained and, inf- and infringed upon right by various mm-hmm. different actors um so the idea of this is is well that seems to happen slowly it's when well, society's become less free it happens slowly at first then with increasing momentum but my thought is is if we can add freedom faster than it gets taken away from us net net we end up freer, right and we're also an antidote <laughs> to the rest of it all so so that's why it's it's a how-to show you know
1: so you just demonstrated something else that I think people can appreciate. You just took this incredibly complex top- topic and just made it relevant. It was it was beautiful the way you did that. I'm, what is he talking about? Why is he talking about that?
0: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had to hang in there for a minute with that one. I did. I should probably go back and look, take a closer look at that Ray Kurzweil book. I've still got it somewhere. So. But, um, that's really great. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 the it's a how to show. And so, I guess in that spirit, as we we should probably start winding up here. We should also mention that it's going to be a half hour format. But if we go, if we have a really fascinating guest on, of course, we're not going to stop them dead. What we would do instead is we'll load, like, an extended version, the EP, as we used to say back in the day, the extended play <laughs> version of <laughs> the 12-inch single, uh, revealing it's age. Here's how old we are. That's yes. how old we are, yeah. They That's how to have this stuff are. called vinyl, and by golly. You know, uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, now that Dolby... And that we ross. liked it! <laughs> Everything was in mono and the world was in black and <laughs> white. Um, uh, so... Uh, <laughs> So we will load the extended version up on YouTube is what I was going to say. But half an hour. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So I just want to say that to clarify for people and also for ourselves that what I love about this idea is that this isn't some, you know, grandiose, you got to be all in how to change your life, you know, completely in a week. This is about how to be 5% more free mm. in a week. Mm. And what I love about that is that that's doable. Yes. That's yeah. doable, Yeah, right? And yeah. if you're 5% more free in this area that really matters to you and you love it and it wasn't that hard, mm. well, then you'll probably continue that habit. Exactly. And soon you'll be 10% more yeah. free. Yeah,
0: it's well within reach, right?
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, and I think that's – so the two things for me that I love are really looking for our commonalities, right? So we all want to be f- more free in some area of life yeah. and then also looking for the doable.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Beautifully put. See, y- you can say things simply and that's <laughs> that's what makes you – you're not like, <laughs> and then <laughs> the lights were <laughs> cast <laughs> upon the water and so don't you're like, where's this going? <laughs> He's it's got, it's got a nice English accent, where's it going? So.
1: <laughs> yes, well, you see, you can get away with anything with that accent. Yeah, right? and I have. I, I, I sometimes say I had
0: to marry an Austrian because she doesn't really hear my accent because I was just getting away with way too much. <laughs> way too much. Um, it wasn't good for me. Um, so, okay, we find you through gatheryourwits.com. Yeah, and you're going to find, if you go to Gather Your Wits, you're not only going to find... The show and the and the show notes and um, by the time if and when we release this one I'll probably have a website up to a proper website instead of just a, a parking spot, um, but you're going to find awesome awesome health resources there uh, in and it's a you know provided in, in a in a uh, an honourable and honouring take it or leave it kind of a way right I mean that's very much your ethos is like here's yes. what I have learned uh through yes. through having my own health struggles and having as you say to take agency over my own life to have be autonomous with regards to my healthcare because this is one of those weird things that they you know it's falls into like one of those gaps in the medical system or industry uh if you mm-hmm. like um mm-hmm. and so yeah um i highly recommend taking a look at com, uh, where my my wise and beloved friend has got all kinds of mm-hmm. interesting things that you, you would be interested to know she's changed my mind in the past two, three weeks about some very important things that I'm glad I did that I was going to do. And now I'm very glad that I didn't
1: well uh, there. I'm honored. Yeah. Do we have a formal wrap up to this show? Well, I, I guess I'll ask you quickly,
0: you know, uh, in the spirit of the show, we sh- let's ask mm-hmm. each other, uh, how can we be 5% more free by this time next week? And since I've just sort of probably put you on the spot, I'll, I'll, I'll answer it first. Uh, I was thinking about this. I think that leaders, generally speaking, experience subjectively more freedom. It's more work, usually being a leader, but somehow you feel freer when you do it. So, and, you know, my training as a coach is, is always to ask questions. This is so I would say this, e- i asked ask two, two linked questions. So what's an area of your life where you could potentially step up as a leader? Right? And then secondly, what would it look like if you took 5% more leadership in that area of your life? what might come of that what would that look like so i just want to leave that with with people um
1: that's a great question just to leave open yeah because yeah. there is no and and i would like just to to add this to that uh mm. wonderful open ended question and that is that um there's a new podcast that uh with an interview with neil deGrasse tyson mm. and he said I do not consider myself a leader. I'm not going to quote exactly, but he said, mm. I don't consider myself a leader in the way people think of leaders. He says, my leadership is by being a servant to your needs. Mm. Mm. And so I want to put that out to add that mm. in for people in case, you know, the idea of being a leader means you think you yeah. have to
0: I mean, do. No, you, or- you might be listening to this from an iron lung. I mean, no kidding. I mean, you really might be like yeah. unable to leave your home, uh, you know, um, and that's where the 5% piece comes in. But yes, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think of Neil deGrasse Tyson as a thought leader and as a kind of a, um, he's leading by being as well.
1: Beautiful. It's always great to be with you, my friend.
0: Yeah, likewise. Likewise. Okay, okay.
1: so shall we uh, end it there?
0: Let's end it there. Oh, let me just say that um, um, uh, I sound is engineered Uh, by Toby Leach, who also wrote the fantastic theme music that you're about to hear. Thanks for joining us.